Yo, I fucking love crescent rolls. Well, actually, they're a Pillsbury Grands. Yeah. The buttery I'll, ones. Oh, fuck flaky, yeah. Flaky, oh, the oh yeah. With the layers and shit, yeah. We're talking, yeah. I'm listening, and I'm listening. I fuck with Grands, dude. I absolutely fucking killed it, dude. I was... That roast came out fucking perfect. And you're so humble. I'm not good at very many things, but that came out really well. Excellent work. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. I'm getting I'm getting half decent at making a steak. It's not hard. It just depends on what kind of cut you get and how you do it. Well, my favorite, the New York strip. That's not hard. No, I learned that. Five minutes each side? Not even. I do more like two and a half. How thick you get them, though? Like... That's too thick. Probably... That's it, too thick. Probably 14 inches thick about. about 14 inches thick? Or, uh, it, Holy um, shit, dude. Not, That's still um, a cow. Goddamn. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I thought an inch was 12. It's for some reason. Like a, like an inch and a quarter thick. I don't know. That's too inch thick. Inch and a half. It's too thick, buddy. Well, that's the that's the cuts I buy because they come in those two packs at Aldi. That's still too big, dude. They're so good, though. Half inch, bro. No. They're, they're way thicker than that. Go half inch, I'm telling you. You can also cut them in half. I don't want to. It's easy as fuck. Yeah, it is. But I know how to do it. It is easy, but... I'm dumb as shit. I don't want to. What a pussy, dude. <laughs> what a pussy. So I had enough. Fu- Are we rolling? Uh huh. I have an idea. Um, we hate sports, both of us. Yo, sports straight up honk. From now on, if anybody brings up sports on this podcast, what I vote we do is we bleep almost everything they say. So say they're like, "Hey, the Mets did really well last night." We they go. Well, actually, on when we record, it'll be, "Hey, bleep bleep the bleep bleep the the bleep last night." So, so when people are like, and people, we have no problem saying things are gay or retarded. You know, people know we don't really mean it. No, if they are, so they are. They know that if we bleep something, it's something awful. Yeah. So it'll take someone that's actually just talking about how the Mets did and just make it look like they said something extremely racist, homophobic or whatever. Actionable. And I think that's very funny. I think it's hilarious, and, and I'm we, here for it. I think we ride it out until that person gets in genuine trouble. Then at the last minute, we drop like the real cut of the episode. And it'll just be them talking about how well Player X did versus Player Y. Yo, it's fucking Red October, bro. Oh, fuck off with that <laughs> shit. Corny motherfuckers. I'm, I'm here for that. I, um, I know at, like editing around a conversation is... Work, but uh, I'd be happy to do that. The, the payoff, payoff is, is good. I mean, I'm investing in the show. I got a fucking call today from my mother to tell me that she saw on Facebook that you know those misconnection things. Yeah, one of those happened. To I some, never wrote one of those. Just some uh, <laughs> some girl was coming out of a an, of an Eagles game. She was drunk, and she sat down on a curb next to some guy eating a slice of pizza and asked if he could she could have a bite of his pizza because she was starving. Definitely. And he said yes and gave her a bite of his pizza. And she ended up taking like a, like a side profile picture of this guy and then put up on misconnections and shit like that. And then the internet pretty much came back and found out who he was. And, you know, and now they're going on their first date. It's going to be tonight's playoff game with the Phillies. Ah. And I was like, I hope they fucking wreck. 
<laughs> I hope they wreck on the way to the stadium. <laughs> you mean the car? Oh, I just god damn it. I thought I thought just, you were going as far as I hope that they lose the game. Well, that, <laughs> that too. That'd be good too. That too. But I actually want both to happen. I want them to lose, and I want them to crash on the way out. I don't out. want some poor, some poor kid someday be like, Mommy, Daddy, how did you meet? Well, your mom's a fucking total drunk and was sitting outside on the curb, and she begged me for a bite of my pizza. Me, being horny as fuck all the time, <laughs> saw her fat ass and was like, Here, you have a bite of my pizza, birdie, and all that shit. <laughs> and you know, that's how Mom and Dad met. And then the internet forced us to go on a date together, Damn, and bro. then I dumped cum in her. A Broad Street memory. Mm-hmm. God damn it. What is that? That big ass can. That's I've never Foster's. seen one. Of oh, Foster's. Never seen a Foster's can? Australian for beer. It's pretty big. Yeah, it's a... Uh, pretty big. Yeah. Pretty big. Pretty big. Pretty much, big. Much like the continent, Australia. It's not that big. I think you're being facetious. Uh, I think you're being ridiculous, I don't know which one's bigger, the United States or Australia. I think I think a couple Australias can fit in the United States. No. I think they're roughly the same size. They look like it to my eyeballs. We're more populated. And we're also sicker. I don't know about all that. <laughs> Australia says U.S. size. Let's look it up. I love having access to the internet <laughs> in my hands. It's really you nice Meanwhile, I can hit send on five text messages that I've been trying to send since I got here. They are almost the exact same size. See? Yeah, you can you can fit Australia inside the borders of the east and west of the U.S., but the north and south of it stick out into Canada and Mexico yeah. a little bit. I think, uh, but I think, like, all the population of Australia is on the coasts. Yeah, it is. And there's like nothing in the middle. There's nothing in the middle. Yeah. Because you got, you got Sydney. Whereas we just got the Dakotas for that. Yeah, and the entire Midwest, like Chicago and stuff. And there's people there. Yeah, there's a lot of them. No, I'm saying, whereas there's no one in the center of Australia, our dead center is just the Dakotas. Our empty spots are Montana and the Dakotas. Yeah, pretty much. Like the yeah. the beginnings of the Northwest yeah. And underneath of it, too, are pretty sparse, like Kansas and Nebraska and stuff. But, like, the not-so-dead center, you got Michigan and fucking Illinois and Minneapolis. Those are major population like, there's centers. There's more people in Delaware than both Dakotas combined. That's crazy. Yeah. I would never think that. Delaware is almost a million people. Yeah. We're the second smallest, and we got more people than both Dakotas. Yeah, but then again, a lot of the Dakotas is you can't live there. Because it's like, you know, you can't live on a mountain. Mm-hmm. You can't, like, make a development or a fucking neighborhood. Well, you could, but... <laughs> Just falling. Waking up in the morning, walking out to get the paper, falling. <laughs> Slipping and sliding. Don't tell me, dude. How do those people in San what? Francisco do it, then? Those are hills what? like crazy. Hell. Because they're too busy fucking each other's butts. Oh, because they're gay? Yeah. San Francisco fucking libtard cucks. You shouldn't, you shouldn't say gay. It's not... But if someone is gay, what do you call them? Cool. That's true. Cool dudes. Yeah, sick. Only gay Tight. dudes are cool because they hacked the system. They did. Yeah. They figured out how to hang with the bros yeah. and also fuck all the time. And they fuck all the time and then have actually like decent conversation after they fuck. And like 
not get mad at Yo, really trivial they shit. They can fuck, then watch a movie together in silence, and both people get, like, you know, every piece of dialogue from the movie. No one's like, who's that? Where's he from? Oh, God. Isn't that the guy from... What's going to happen to that guy? And no matter how many times you say, I don't know, I haven't seen this before, they still want to ask questions. You know, I did that to, yeah. I did that to my mom last week. I refuse to watch movies with most women. Like, I was watching something sitting at the table, and my mom came out of nowhere, the clear blue sky, and was like, like asking me thing about uh, just like that, asking me about things that hadn't happened yet, and I said, I don't know, maybe we should watch and find out what happens, yeah. you know. And they always take that like the wrong way, and they're like, "Oh, nice attitude." I'm like, "Well, then maybe don't interrupt something That's what I've I never seen." A smart answer. Well, don't ask it, a stupid fucking question. Exactly. Yeah. Think for two fucking. I refuse seconds. to watch a movie I've never seen before with a woman. It's imp- it's nearly impossible. It. If it's a movie I've seen a few times, all right, fine. It's crazy though. If I'm if I'm watching a movie with Mel that she's seen a bajillion times, i.e. like House of a Thousand Corpses or something, sucks. She loves to she loves to rewatch the Rob Zombie movies, especially that one, Dead Silence, Dead fucking uh, silent as a church mouse. And I'm like, you you know this movie scene for scene, right? Like, but if if we're like what not in the theater, thank God, but if we're watching a movie in the house or something. It's fucking the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Like trying to figure out parts. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe pray attention and you'll and you'll be filled in later. Even if it's That's a movie how movies I've seen work. before it gets annoying. Like if you want to show like your significant other a movie. Say, like, hey, I really want like this movie. I think you'd like it too. Watch it. And then he's constantly grill you and grill you. I'm like, well, if you pay attention for the next, you know, hour and 30, hour and 45, all this information will go right into your brain. Yeah. As, like you said, especially a movie that you're comfortable with, yeah. that, that you know that the plot and the subplot and the subplot subplot will be revealed yeah. a couple scenes away, and integral scenes to the movie, and you wouldn't even know it. But if you just fucking shut up and pay attention, yeah, yeah, man. Like, but you know what happens. I'm like, yeah, I know what happens. This is the misogyny cast. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know what happens. But it's like, have you never like watched a movie on your own? Oh, That's how you learn how things happen in the movies by watching the movies. Like, Jesus Christ! Do you want me to just read you the fucking synopsis off IMDb? Or they could um, even even uh, even better option since it's a fucking girl and they're probably on their phone anyway. <laughs> they can look it up. There you go. Why don't you Google the fucking plot points and save shut us, yeah, up? Save us an hour and a half. <laughs> or save save me the aggravation. I don't know. <laughs> fucking broads, am I right? What a curmudgeon, dude. Jesus. We went from Broad Street to broads themselves. Hey, yo. No. <laughs> no, no. What happened to the old, the one, uh, the good soundboard? This is the good soundboard. No, I got the everything back. Song. Oh, you told, you fucking cried about that. I got rid of it. When did I cry about that? Last week, or when I we, never cried about the we used song. about it. I might put it back on before before the next pod then, because I I got last week I said I got the old sounds back. I figured out the problem. I had to reformat the card and reset it to new. Boring. You asked. Yeah, I regret every five seconds of it. Well, that's just too fucking. I didn't know you were gonna fucking throw nerdlinger speech at me. 
Like, like you see, I reformatted the hard drive and boosted the mainframe. And dirt, dirt, dirt. Well, it's not a hard drive. It's an external drive. <sighs> I wish you would drive into a wall. It's an SD card, in fact. You suck dick card. Speaking of nerd talk, though. Fuck yeah. I just this is just some random stuff I was thinking about <laughs> earlier, but if you think about it, cu- your your cum uh-huh. is basically a zip file of your yourself, your DNA. Yeah, that's probably why no one wants it. <laughs> you you never downloaded a MediaFire link before? It's a zip oh, file. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, that's like but <laughs> who wants a MediaFire link of? The 44 years of Dennis McGonigal. Well, somebody. Like, because we all see how the story has gotten to, to so far. We all know it's going to end tragically. Who gives a fuck about how it started? Well, it's not about how it started. It's about, or you any know. Or the parts in between. You know, the fucking, all those, all of our friends who are parents are like, oh, it's passing on for fucking future generations and shit. Raising, like, raising a human. I actually, my sister did this thing for my parents uh, well, also for her, it was uh, maybe two or three Christmases ago, and what it was was this like online thing where every week my parents would get emailed a question about their lives from from birth to current, and they answered it, and then at the end of uh, a year, it all got compiled into a like a like a book, and the book went to my sister. It's like the story of Deborah, the story of Dennis, my my parents' names. Mm-hmm. And I read through them, and I've never been more bored <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> Yo, the McGonagall's love alliteration, too. It is just so bad. In what way? Dennis, Deborah, Dennis, and... Uh, well, well, I'm never, named after actually, my dad. Actually, never mind. I'm fucking, I'm fucking up A-Train's name. I'm named after my dad, so yeah. it's kind of comes with the territory. And it's not like our last name begins with a D. The McGonagall. D. McGonagall. <laughs> But yeah, it's you're not like, Irish. Like I or read, you are, yeah, actually. We, uh, you are. I, I read it and I was like, Jesus, this is boring. His stories, I'd heard them all ad nauseum. I'm like, this dude hasn't had anything interesting happen in like 70 plus years. Damn. All he talked about was his four years in the Navy. Four. Four. Just four. Mind you, he never saw combat. He was stationed in an aircraft carrier off in the Mediterranean. He made money selling Marlboro cigarettes to foreigners. Fucking pretty sweet. So I always jokingly called him the Marlboro Man of Malta. <laughs> and it just pisses him off. And uh, I made fun of him once because he had a... You know the veteran hats? The black veteran mm-hmm. hats? He has one of one that says Vietnam veteran. Oh my god. I'm like, god. motherfucker, you never left a boat. You were an electrician on an aircraft carrier. That's a sick gig, though. But it's just... Yeah, but it's like you <laughs> never carried a gun... In the service of our country, ever. I would pine for those days, too. That sounds fucking sweet. If I was some fucking dude that was, like, you know, hauling ass in the bush, I'd be pissed. Of course. Combat so, veterans? Yeah. Combat veterans but are dude, different. He did four years in the Navy, whatever, right? But he's 78. That's all he talks about. So what four about years. the other... 74 years yeah, of life. like nothing? Nothing at all. The birth of your children, the marriage to your wife... Like, dude, you stink. You are just <laughs> boring. My mom had some cool shit in, like, like college. And then as soon as she had kids, her life was that. Yep. Classic tale. Yeah. I was like, dude, 
Jesus. Give up on dreams like, and I'm aspirations. Sure was like, got those books back, thinking, oh, this would be really cute to have. And it was probably just like. A- I can I can hear A-Train <laughs> drooling now. Dude, I don't know, though. I would be thinking it'd be funnier to give books about me and my sister to our parents about <laughs> the shit we've actually done. That would be really funny. That would be great. Funny. Especially A-Train, too. Yo, did A-Train ever have kids? No. Mm. But her teenage years were fucking wild. Nice. <laughs> That's why she's woke and dope now. Seriously. She carries a gun, can't hang out with most of her old friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> can't. She can't. It'll cost her her job if she hangs around with her, any of her old friends because they're all like felons. Yeah, she is a CO. <laughs> well, not really. Not really. She's higher up the ladder than that. She's in charge of that whole facility. Nuts. But it's just like, God damn, dude, that's fucking her. No, if they would have known her, she was a teenager, hanging out on 4th Street, banging any Puerto Rican dude that walked by. <laughs> Ugh. The, the fucking... So good. The, the Oh, man, there's a metaphor for that. I can't think of it, though. I'm not smart. And I hope she would, like, include the stories of her just trashing Ashley Biden. Because <laughs> she was Ashley Biden's boss for a good while. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, my God. She has great stories. I can't tell them on here because, I don't know, that really might blow back on her horribly. Damn. If but They're fucking hysterical. If, if, if only it was possible to do a Patreon with her and, like, dis- and, like, <laughs> oh, no. and, like, change her name to, like. Oh, not till she retires, man. Man, that would be some shit. (laughs) That would be some shit. Oh, god damn it. Like, my name is (laughs) Ashley Mackinac or something. Like, it just sucks that, like, you know, like, even though, like, you're only half their age, you've done more cool shit than your parents have done. Well, not your parents, my parents. My parents did some pretty cool shit. They did for a while. I don't know anything about what cool shit my mom has done aside from the witchy stuff because i was present what she's doing now is cooler than what you're doing now uh it is she yells (laughs) at fucking rocks at the end of each season to get her demons out she parties in egypt she did party in egypt this year she has a coven she has a coven who loyally follows the things that she says and seeks her counsel on advice yeah what do you have a podcast with a fat 40 year old that I get paid for. <laughs> Thanks to episodes much like this one right now. Oh, shit. It's pretty fucking not so bad. It's not. But still. I mean, you can't party in Egypt and you don't have a coven. I don't know, man. In about six months, I will be stacking dimes. <laughs> You're going to be intolerable. <laughs> I don't, but your dad's also a fucking road dog for Deep Purple. It's true. My dad also lived like... Like, he had straight jo- like, he promised my mom, I think he must have, must have promised my mom when I was growing up that he would keep a straight job, too, because he didn't want to just rely on gigs for his income. But as soon as he got the Deep Purple gig when I was in high school, he was like, fuck that noise, I'm going back to gigs uh, in, in the off season. Because the Deep Purple gig is a legit great gig when they're on the road. Yeah, but is it year-round? No, not at all. I mean, this guy's very season eighties. They're pushing it, yeah, for sure. I God, think. I wonder how bad that tour bus smells. Well, they don't. They don't. They don't take tour buses. They take jets. To each show. They take PJs. Yeah. Well, they wear pajamas. 
<laughs> That's adorable. A bunch of old dudes in nightcaps and shit. That's I, cute. I know for a fact the singer Ian Gillen will take. He takes a car service straight from the hotel to the to backstage. Yeah, that dude and, was in Black Sabbath. And when he's when he's done playing, he takes the he takes the car service back to the fucking hotel. He does not hang out at that, all. That dude was in Black Sabbath. Ian Gillen, the singer. Yeah. Is that true? Look it up. Because Ian Pacey is the real brains of the operation. The, all, the, the drummer. What's all these Ians? There's two of them. It's fucking fucked up. Steve isn't in the band no more. Anymore. Taught you how to talk. Somebody's already for Deep Purple. Puerto Rican. Wow, I even spelled his name right. Well, yeah, he was in Sabbath in 83. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. it must have been between uh, between Deep Purple stuff. Mm-hmm. 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 I think he was after Ozzy before Dio. That sounds about right. Not long though. Selected timeline. That's what we. That's where we want to go. Are you a Sabbath fan? I can. I can live with it. Yeah, the Ozzy Sabbath shit's cool and all, but. Music-wise, I think the shit with Dio is better. As far as music, mm-hmm. Ozzy's vocals are cooler than Dio's by far. Oh, he was only in Black Sabbath for like five minutes. Still, though. It's still... It's something for the resume. Yeah, exactly. From like 80... Like the middle of 83 to the middle of 84-ish. Yeah, it's not like some chump shit. Like, oh, I was in Shy Halud. No, he was in <clears> Black <throat> Sabbath. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, it's a pretty sweet uh, piece of the resume. Like, even John Bush can say, yo, I was in Anthrax. I mean, Scott Ian can say he was in a bunch of bands, too. Speaking of Anthrax. Yeah, but he can't say most of them because it'll just get him fucking canceled. <laughs> That's true. As, is, as he should, because some of those records, you're just like, good God. Yeah, well, he's questionable as fuck. All them guys were. Are. Yeah. I still think it's funny as to watch a bunch of people, like, I don't hate to use the term snowflakey people, but that'll, like, you know, try to get certain bands, like, kicked off shit and, you know, cancel whoever, like, these current, like, shitty mosh bands or whatever oh. but then they go and listen to sod i'm like um i don't know how to break this to you <laughs> well, but <laughs> one one thing i i dislike just as much as like people actively doing shit like that are the passive ones like mean? people who just want to like they'll just bring it up just to see what happens like i do that like somebody okay. somebody would be like just so you know yeah, but I only bring up the people that will bitch about, like, uh, like I, I know people that will bitch about, you know, like, Band X or whatever. It's like, like their singer did this, did this, this. I'm like, aren't you posting carnivore lyrics, the other carnivore songs from your Spotify playlist a couple of days ago? <laughs> and just say shit like that. That's about as far as I'll go. I'm talking about, like, a show, like a show or festival gets announced and someone is just in the comments like, like Jeff Hanneman had SS bolts on his guitar. Yeah. Like that level of like lo- like the lowest common denominator, like low level reaching type shit. One of my favorite things to do is when they post like big fest lineups and shit is go on there and say none of these bands are real. <laughs> Cuz people may think like telling somebody their favorite band sucks is funny, but telling someone you've never heard their favorite band 
or that that band isn't real and they oh. just made it up yeah, we is talk- way funnier. We talked about this before. Way no, funnier. Never heard them. Way funnier. So you never heard of ble- like this band? You're like, you just made that shit up, dude. Even if you know full well who they are and everything about it, you're just like, that's not a real band, dude. Shut the, up, dude. The Great Southern Trend Kill? Nah. <laughs> what does that even mean? You made that shit up, dude. Like, try, pal. Cowboys aren't from hell. They're from yeah. Texas. Jesus. God, Pantera sucks. Never heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Their name is so fucking whack, too. It means panther. Does it, though? Yeah. I don't know that it does. I think that's... for panther, isn't it? There's an H in that one. Panthera? They, they took they took one out, you know, to be a... Uh... <laughs> Panthera is actually a sicker name. Isn't it? Like, what's your name? Panthera. <laughs> it sounds like you have a lisp, dude. You can even be a fucking cock- I... cocksucker and pronounce it Pantera still. It'd How be authentic, though, if fucking uh, that dork fella in Selma had a sick lisp like that. This that would neck... make me so happy. This neck phone is code. <laughs> oh, that would make me so happy. This neck thong is called I'm Broken. <laughs> Instead, he has that fake brr, 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 brr voice. Like, yeah, shut up. You're five foot two. Calm down. <laughs> you cocksucker. You fucking dork. <laughs> what a fucking mealy mouth dork. <laughs> you know, we used to share a, a practice spot with Scour down mm-hmm. in Baltimore. And that dude was in there one time that I remember seeing him. And he was just walking around with his hoodie up and shit, like acting all mysterious and stuff. Being and, a real Tyler Mullen. We were just like, oh, Christ, dude. What a blowhard. It's like, 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 okay, if you're in a crowd of huge people and you're filling in some like, say you're at like a, a Pantera show and you're filling in some you probably just want to chill a little bit, throw your hood up. I want to do this. That's fine. You know, that's <laughs> fine. You know, go ahead, throw your hood up. But you're at a practice spot with guys in your band plus four dudes you don't know, which was us. Do you really need to be Captain Mysterious? Like, what do you think we're going to treat you like a celebrity? It's like, yo, we don't care. Your you, band honks. We pay for this practice yeah. spot, too. Yeah. It's like, fuck off, dude. Yo, when What a turd. I think when I go to bed tonight, when I do my prayers and I, I, I kneel before my bed. What is your... That's that's what I'm going to pray for, is that Phil Anselmo gets a speech impediment. <laughs> no, because then I'd be forced to like them. <laughs> Hey guys, what's going on? You know, like that. would be fucking hysterical. No, now, I, w- I want him to have the one with the R's. What is your worst and what is your best celebrity encounter? Let me think. Um, do you have one in mind? Because I got to think about it. Oh, I know what it is, actually. You want me to go first? Best? Best? I don't really know. What do you mean? Actually, you know what? What do you mean by best? Also, like it was a good encounter. You met them; they were cool. Oh, they were nice to you. Whoever, and worse, obviously, it didn't. It was just like unbearable. The nicest ever was uh, uh, Dead and Buried was recording our very, very first CD down at Monster Island Studios in Washington D.C., and it's right down the street from uh, this club called Black Hat, and um, I'm sitting out front of the studio. And uh, with the guy, who the producer there, this dude, Ken Olden. He was in uh, Damnation AD and uh, Battery and a couple others. So he has a resume. Yeah, he's very... And, like, a lot of fans have gone into that studio. The label paid for that shit, and, like, we couldn't have afforded it. So we're just shooting the shit out front. Dope. And this dude walks by and goes, hey, Ken. He goes, hey, Dave. I'm like, that looks like fucking Dave Grohl from Nirvana. 
And Ken's just like, that is Dave Grohl from Nirvana. And he's turned to her and goes, I am Dave Grohl from Nirvana. <laughs> and I was just like, what's up, Dave Grohl from Nirvana? He's like, not much, dude. What's he going on? He played off of it, didn't he? And he, I, I'm, I go, so what's up, Dave Grohl from Nirvana? Like, loud and stupid like that. And he's like, not much, dude. What's up with you? And, like, keep throwing the hand signals back at each mm-hmm. other. Just being silly as fuck. Dude, Dave Grohl is a zip-zap-zop guy. Here's the thing. I don't give a shit about Dave Grohl musically. No. But. He's just a dude. But. I will forever say he's cool because of that encounter. He, My, like, he just turned around and was like, I am Dave Grohl from Nirvana. And I was like, fuck yeah, you're Dave Grohl from Nirvana. He's like, what's up, Dave Grohl from Nirvana? He's like, what's up, dude? That's a great interaction. And my and then turned around and just kept walking, enjoying his day. And then later on, stopped by, came in the studio. Perfect. Talked to everybody. Couldn't the rest be of my band was acting like cool dudes. Like, you know, like trying to like, we don't want to fucking be lame in front of Dave Grohl. And I was just like. Oh, as opposed to all the other chances. I, yeah. I, I uh, punished him with questions. He, there's this song by uh, the Melvins called Skeeter, and it's just a regular Melvin song, but over top of it is just Dave Grohl telling a story about a guy pulling his dick out, right? <laughs> and uh, it, the dude Skeeter, that this guy who pulled his dick out, is from another DC hardcore band whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, they asked Pollard about that one. But yeah, he was just cool as shit. Nice, nice fucking guy. Just down to earth. He's like, yo, if you guys are being in town, come down to the black hat and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm the only one who's 21. We can't. He's like, I don't care. Just be cool. You know, I'm like, all right. Yeah, he was a, he was a cool dude. That's hilarious that that's your yeah. best one. Because my worst interaction or was, Dave Grohl, from was Dave Grohl. Really? From Nirvana. It wasn't the worst because of me. Oh. But it was my 21st birthday. And uh, I worked at Guitar Center at the time. Uh, and uh like my whole store was just cool like cool dude bros right like just musician guys and i was like yo i'm taking off like i put my notice in or my i put my time off in i was like i'm taking off for my birthday i'm going to the beach with my girlfriend at the time and i go down there my store manager and my assistant store manager were also off and i ran into them at the beach just completely happenstance this will come into a come into factor later also uh two two other dudes who i didn't i didn't know were also off that day were also at the beach so there's now there's a group of five of us my store manager took me and my girlfriend and all of us out to dinner at um the fucking oh my god not the bottle and cork but some uh something else on this on on rehoboth avenue doesn't doesn't matter took us out to dinner and we went and got ice cream up at the corner. Mm. And my one coworker was fucking trashed at this point because we were just feeding him booze. Uh, shout, this is Patreon. Shout out to Brian Wyatt for this one. He was fucking annihilated. So a couple of them had ice cream. I turned around and Brian turned around at the same time. And sitting on the bench outside the candy kitchen is Dave fucking Grohl. And we were like... Dave Grohl is right there, and he's a Rehoboth like frequenter. Yeah, he owns a place there. He, he vacations there regularly with his family, and he was with a couple family members at the time, including one little kid, I assume a daughter or something. And before I could step in, like this is on my twenty-first birthday, my co my coworker Brian was like, like slurring, "Are you Dave Grohl?" And Dave Grohl pointed at him. He was like. I don't know, am I? 
am I Dave Grohl? And Brian was like, are you, are you fucking Dave Grohl? And he was like, and he, he was just giving it to him, giving it right back to him. And he was like, all right, man, I'm not going to fuck around with you. Like, I'm not going to punish you. I'll let you get back to like your vacation. Enjoy your time with your family. Just you're the, you're the shit. And just basically just fucking like slobbed on him for a second. Right. I was standing right behind him at this time. And I was like sober as a cat. You should have pulled your fucking front away. It's like, yo, he's with his family. And I was going to be like, I I was just going to be like, hey, man, thanks for all the music. You're cool. But I immediately, like, we immediately had to turn around and be like, Brian, stop punishing Dave Grohl. You ruined all of our chances of saying hi to Dave Grohl, yeah. He fucking shot it all to shit. Come on inside. The worst encounter I ever had with a celebrity was uh, Bruce Willis. The, like, diehard Bruce Willis? Diehard Bruce Willis. He was in town shooting a Shyamalan movie, and uh, I'm not sure which one, because I don't remember what year this was. But uh, my buddy John Hassan was working at Toys R Us seasonally. He worked a normal job, and then during Christmas time, he worked at... Uh, Christiana? Yeah, over by uh, the hospital yeah. in the mall. Jeffrey Drive. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yo, meet up with me. You know, I get off at this time, and we'll go get something to eat. And go do some cool shit afterwards. I'm like, all right. So I took the bus up there and I met up with him. And uh, Bruce Willis goes going through his line while I'm just sitting off to the side waiting. Because he guess he had just bopped down from like, he was up around the Chad's Ford area shooting this shooting a movie. Because that's where Shemalon was. <laughs> so uh, he comes down, he goes through the line. He's got all this shit. And he asked my buddy, John, you know John Hassan. Asks him, says, uh. Do I get like a discount for this? And he's like, This is Toys R Us still. Toys R Us, yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, I don't know. I'll have to ask my boss. You know, so he's like, goes to Paige's boss. He's like, Never mind. Fuck this store. Fuck you. I'm out of here. Leaves all the shit on the conveyor of the, like the, the blind mm-hmm. thing and just bounces. And it's a lot of stuff. I mean, boxes upon boxes upon boxes of stuff. And just says, You know what? He's like, Yo, let me ask my boss. He's like, nah, fuck you. I'm out of here. Like, basically, I'm Bruce Willis. Give me a discount. I don't give a shit if you ask your boss or not. I'm like, yeah, I was just like, so he's walking out. And I was like, you're a dickhead, Bruce Willis. <laughs> and he just kind of didn't even fucking look over back at me. I don't know if you heard me or not. So, so I, I was proud of myself for calling Bruce Willis a dickhead. Call him out. Sure. But I don't know if he heard me. One of the people in his entourage looked over their, their shoulder at me. And I kind of did one of these. I was like, eh, like that, Adam. <laughs> but yeah, that was the worst celebrity encounter I ever had was that. Yeah, this is post. I don't c- count most like band people I've met as They're celebrities. They're not celebrities to me. I mean, Dave Grohl kind of is. He's different. Yeah. But as far as like the other people, like metal people and hardcore people. No. Even though I know Dave Grohl comes from hardcore, shut up. But yeah. This I is. only p- count that crap. This is post diehard Bruce Willis. In mm-hmm. theory. And he shouldn't have even asked for a discount. I want to say it was around the time of Unbreakable. He should uh, he should have been able to pay for twice the Absolutely. amount of toys easily. Absolutely. He, he should have he fucking... And he was married to Demi Moore, who also has shitloads of cash. So between the two of them, they have an account so he peaked. well into the millions. This is peak Bruce, actually. He still had some hair left. And he was just like, just being a dick. <laughs> but I also heard he's notorious for being a fucking cock, but... 
Well, all that fucking bad shit, all that dickish yeah. encounters has kind of caught up to him, hasn't it? Yeah, now he can't fucking speak. Exactly. Which, honestly, it's probably for the best. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just... That was the worst celebrity encounter. I don't know. Mine, Mine's tied for, like, worst and best at the same time. Yeah, but yours... I don't know about the best. Yours isn't bad on your part. It was just ruined for me. Yeah. Because I could have had one. I'm just talking about, like, one where you see somebody or talk to somebody that you know of and you're like oh hey and they're just like an asshole Grohl handled that perfectly well a drunk dude come up in his face with around his family yeah yeah he kind of threw it back a little bit he did didn't fucking, i watched him he didn't seem to get angry nope. didn't seem to be an asshole he didn't yeah, he, he also well to his credit also he didn't once be like hey i'm with my family so can we yeah. like he didn't do a, a thing yeah. of that. he left it up to us and we did it we policed him yeah but uh, no, I have another great fucking uh, celebrity. It's not really a celebrity cause unless you read comic books. But there's this guy. I don't know if I... T- I think I might have told you this story off pod. But uh, this is art, a comic book artist named uh, Steve Dillon. Steve Dillon, are you aware of the series Preacher? Only by name. You know, they made a show out of it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He was the artist on it, Preacher. I've heard the show is good. He was the artist on the comic book run of Preacher, right? Now, he came... He's from England. He came over to Captain Blue Hen in Newark and did a signing. And I was up at Captain Blue Hen with Dave Janis. And we just happened to be in there the day that Steve Dillon was there to do a signing. It's pretty happenstance. As cool. my, my nerve boner was fucking turgid as hell. And I was just like, dude, it's fucking Steve Dillon, dude. He fucking he did this, he did this, he did this, he did this. I'm rattling off. He's like, and he what he's doing is signing shit, but he's also doing quick commissioned art. For like 20 bucks for a picture. You know, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. Twenty bucks for him just to sketch something for you, real quick. In a sign heartbeat, it. A heartbeat. I would and buy that. Pictures free, all that shit. So we go, and we sit down. It's in one of the booths they had out there. They had like this, look like a restaurant booth type thing they had up mm-hmm. there. And we sit down in there, and he's like, "What do you want?" And Dave blurts out, "The two of us in SS uniforms on a tandem bicycle." <laughs> and this guy, like I said, he, he's a British. He's a lot older than us, and he was just kind of like a dude you know who like he smokes cigarettes for dinner, <laughs> like he doesn't like he just eats and drink. He smokes and drinks. He doesn't eat actual food. He's just like, and he sketches it out. Me and Dave on a tandem bicycle in SS uniforms. Of course, I'm gratuitously fat, and Dave's were gratuitously ugly, <laughs> and it was just fantastic. And I was just like, and then he's just like, yeah, that's good, right? I'm like, yeah fucking fantastic and that was amazing for me but i don't really consider him a celebrity online with like bruce willis or dave grohl he still matters to people though yeah yeah but it was just a funny we just happened to be there the day he was there it was just funny as shit and people behind us were getting mad at us because we asked for we're asking for dumb shit but he he just was just non he just was not affected we're like the two of us in SS uniforms on a tandem bicycle. Just like, that would be an, exa- <laughs> an example of. That's an example of he was nonplussed by the request. Mm. No one. I was actually other. looking for the little kid where you used the other day. <laughs> Someone I was thinking of. Yeah, he was just like it was like an everyday thing to him. What are you out of here? Yeah. You gonna get? Oh, uh, I hit up. I hit up my aunt about uh, groomers in this area. She doesn't know any offhand. We, I, yeah, I, I told him we booked one, but... She, I t- she said she'll keep her ear open, but she doesn't going really know forward. anybody. 
She says the only thing she can think of is PetSmart and Petco. Yeah. That's what I tried first, and, actually. Uh, but she hates one of them, and I forget which one she hates. Probably Pet Smart. Is it Pet Smart or is it Pets Mart? It's Pets M A R T. Because it's Pet Smart. Elliot put a pizza hat on. He's a fucking cool ass dude. That's can, why. Can you send me that when you leave? Fuck yeah. That's going to be the episode thumbnail for That's sure. Right. Goddamn right it is. What else do you have in your little piece of paper, dude? Well, I, I remembered what my best best celebrity interaction was. Yeah. And uh, we weren't going to talk about metal people, but how do, you, how do you feel about artists? I just brought one up, dickhead. So, well, as far as metal is concerned. Anyway, you know who Dan Seagrave is? No. He's drawn some of the best metal band, uh, like death metal album covers ever. Anything I know? Like Altars of Madness. Uh, Left Hand Path, nice. Uh, ever, like an ever flowing stream, Carnage. Like, if you can think of a great death metal band, actually, I have a uh, commission piece by Pusshead. Do you know who Pusshead? I do. I love it's Pusshead's only art. on like a, I'd say, eight by a ten, like an eight by ten maybe. But yeah, it, that's it, cool. Forty bucks. I would buy that all day. And he was just he was in Philly, and I was just like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll take a fucking. Pusshead sketch for 40 bucks. Absolutely, I would. Yeah. So I was at the Decibel, or a Decibel magazine show. At uh, that Union. Music and Beer Fest or whatever? No, just a show at Union Transfer. This is okay. before before the festival. Okay. Um, Might have been 13 or something. And Seagrave was there selling prints of the artwork for, like the, the album artwork he's drawn over That's the sick. years without the logos, just yeah. the straight up thing. So... I was like waffling back and forth. I got another story, but go ahead. On on which one to buy? Because I was between Left Hand Path or like an Ever Flowing Stream, like because I love both of those records. But left like an Ever Flowing Stream is Dismember. Okay. Because it's probably my favorite Swedish death metal record ever. I'd go that or Left Hand Path. I chose Left Hand Path because that was the album that like showed me Swedish death metal. Yeah. And I like it just looks cool. And Honestly, I would have gone both. There, there were 12 by 12 prints, and uh, he was standing there. He was selling the prints for 20, and he was like, I'll sign it for 30. I was like, absolutely, I want that. Yeah, might as well. So I, I asked him, like, he's, he's also about 5'1", an old, little like old, <laughs> old British dude. So I'm towering over this guy. I'm just like, he's created the craziest artwork ever. And he's, I was like, I, I asked him about the left-hand path one. And I was like, uh, I was like, how big, how big is this? And he thought I was asking about the original painting, and he was like, oh, the original, it's about seven meters by however many meters. And he's I was Swedish? like, he's he's British, but I okay. just couldn't do his accent justice. Right. I was like, no, how big is this right here in my hands, so I know how big of a frame to buy? <laughs> and he was like, oh, it's thirteen by thirteen or something, and like. I was like, I would love to see the original painting if it was possible, like someday. Because he's like, he said it's as big as like a, he said it's as big as a, a bed sheet. And I was like, fuck, that's cool. That is cool. All the artwork he's ever done, he 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 paints it by hand before he gives it to the band. Nice. But he was just, he was super nice. Signed my print, and it's framed in my bedroom. I got two booze stories. Um, one's a musician, one's a comedian. Um, Doug Stanhope played Delaware at the Bob Carpenter Center. Damn. 
it's got to be over 10, 15 years ago. And um, there was a bar down the street that he just happened to be at. It was the Deer Park. You know the Deer mm-hmm. Park? Well. And he was at the Deer Park. And I ran into him there. We were there. I had like freshly broken edge. That's hilarious. Yeah. Of all bars, he picked that. Well, actually, it makes perfect sense he picked that one. Just logistically, in uh-huh. that sense, you know. So he was there. I was like, yo. Vibe. And like, no one was really bothering him because I don't think any. No like, one knows who he was. Ow, yeah. Fuck. So I was like, oh shit, that's Stanhope. And I went over. I was like, how could you not? I was like, yo, uh, Doug Stanhope, man, I'm a fucking huge fan. I was like, can I buy you a shot? He's like, what am I, poor? He's like, how about I buy you a shot and you do a shot with me? I was like, even better. And he bought both shots for both of us. Uh, it was, what the fuck was it? Was it Tullamore Dew? I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't the matter. The alcohol you were drinking? Whatever. It doesn't matter. So I did a shot with Doug Stanhope. And he's like, you know what that tasted like? I was like, what? He's like. Two more. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, what? So I go to, I, I made the gesture. I pulled my wallet out, opened it up. He's like, what am I? Poor? And he's like, two. And the guy's like, two more? He's like, I'm like, he's like, no, two, two. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And he bought me two more shots. And he's like, he just goes, the last one's a rotten egg. So I was just like, bang, bang. He still fucking destroyed me. And another time, uh, I was at, it was, that's really funny. <laughs> it was one of the last times I saw Napalm Death and Shane Embry was at the bar. It was at, it was in Baltimore. What fucking venue was it? Soundstage? No. You want to you want to come sit in? Not, you're, not auto bar either. You're just going to be audience. But okay. I was just like in the same situation. I was just like, oh shit, Shane Embry, dude, I fucking, you're the man. Like, can I buy you a beer? He's like, no, but I'll buy you one. What are you drinking? I'm like, whatever it is. And he bought some weird shit I'd never heard of and bought me a beer. And I was like, can I get the next one? He's like, no. <laughs> and like both of them. Yeah. Just like, that's like really nothing to most other people, but it's like, it's still a gesture. Yeah. And like, yeah, uh, the beer he bought me was probably like five bucks maybe, but it's like, still, it's like. They're like, nah, dude, we're the fucking, like... The, we're, we're the talent. We're the rich ones. Like, why the fuck would we ask our fans to buy a shit when we can just do it? And it's like, yeah, so that those are great encounters, too. That's that's one, like, cool... Like, careful when I say cool thing about, like, bar culture, if you will. I get it, coke bus, fuck bar culture and shit, but... I there, still like that record, too, though. It is good. Yeah. There is a communal aspect to, like, sharing like a drink with somebody yeah. that I, I, I get. Yes. And stories like that, I'm like, that sounds nice. That sounds like a really nice time. Right. But yeah, I, nice. just, I always had just decent en- encounters with people. Like, other than Bruce Willis. Fuck that guy. I've had a few that were just kind of just like, you're a dork, but it's nothing ever like really. Nothing reprehensible hand. or nothing. You know what the funny thing is, is I've had worse encounters when it comes to like musicians, like fellow musicians, the mid tier is the people that are the douchiest. Of course, people with like a five thousand dollar guarantee. People on the same tier as you are always going to be cool. Mm-hmm. The people on the tier like two above you, yeah, are normally also cool because they remember what it beat was to be you, and the people on the highest the tiers time. also remember what it was like to be you. But the people that are one step above you are the ones who are like. Ugh. 
The ones that <sighs> the ones that headline local shows. Yeah, like oh great, like you did one tour of the fucking north of New England. Like fuck off. Yeah, that shit. There's well for a while in the in the 2010s, I remember trying to like make my bones in hardcore, if you will, as right. a, as a band, being on the road, and like watching bands like, I don't know, for example, like they they would never be dicks, but bands like Title Fight or Trapped Under Ice exploding, mm. and like and uh, well just other bands of that ilk. Like they start getting guarantees that are in the four figures instead of a couple hundred dollars, and suddenly their heads blow up. Trapped under ice is actually, I gotta say, as weird as Jurdis has got. His <laughs> dude, he's out. He's on, a he's, he's a real he's ass. He's on dude, another though. ring of Saturn right now. <laughs> but uh, he, no matter how where where it is, if if he sees me, he'll cut through people to come say hi to me. Come, come over. Remember when you just said that yeah. the other day? So, like, I know, but other people on, like, his level. Totally like, opposite. Opposite. He He's not that guy. They stand around other, on the side yo, yo, fucking, ugh. Yo, other dudes in his band are herbs. But he himself, a back. And there's a couple other people that haven't changed, and they still, they still will say hi to you, even though you're, a, like, I'm and, a nobody. Yeah. They'll still say hi to you. Like, it's they haven't seen you forever. They'll cut through all the weirdos that are fucking, like, on their coattails and, like, following around. You come say hi to you, but... Definitely. So, yeah, you know who's actually a good person and who's just fucking an idiot. Just a straight-up herbo. But... The, the fucking people you can see in fucking videos of fests standing side stage with their fucking arms crossed. Nobody like needs they're hot to be shit. there unless... You have an infirmity or a camera, you don't need to be there. And if you're up there taking up space and someone drops a drumstick or something comes unplugged, your fucking ass better fucking go plug that shit in and grab that drumstick. Earn your earn your spot on that stage, or otherwise you're wasting everybody's time. Yo, I've I've, seen, I've and honestly, that goes for promoters too. I appreciate you promoting the show. Be a stage manager if you have to. Yes, be but be a stage manager. Don't just Do stand it. on the stage. There are some, yeah. there are some dude, like some dudes, who are like part of fests who are billed as stage managers uh, and credited as such, and they fucking act like it. Yeah, like they Mel. do things like that. Mel. What? <laughs> Ellie caught it. <laughs> so funny. Then he gets to have it. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I, um, I do not fuck with behavior like that. You're barely above the so above well, the, the people around you. I got involved in the whole thing in the '90s to begin with was that the idea that promoter, band, uh, spectator were all on one level. There was no rock stars. There was no cooler than you person in there, and that's just how I thought it was. And then like. It took me till like ninety eight to realize that that's just not the fucking case, and not not in a lot of people's yeah. mind, sure. But it's like, I hate people that are like, yo, like, cause I booked a shit ton of shows in Delaware for many years, yeah. but people are always like, yo, you better fucking give him respect. He's reason Delaware's on the map. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. The bands are the ones who did the work to get Delaware on the map. It's like. 
I may have facilitated, but that's as far as I did. Well, my own bands, but you know, but you know what I mean? It's like, I don't, yeah, no, I'm still a nobody. Like, stop that. Yeah, to think of yourself as anything otherwise is fucking gay. Now, gay. if it, I'm in Delaware, give me a little bit of credit. But outside of Delaware, fuck me. You're just some guy. I'm just a guy. So it's like, like a, a, it's like if it's like, say, a Philly promoter like started flexing his muscles outside of Philadelphia. Or outside of Pennsylvania. It's like, buzz off. You know, like, you're out of your jurisdiction. Buzz off, but... Yeah, it's just... You're not a celebrity. I always liked the fact that there was no celebrity at all. Mm -hmm. Everybody was just a fucking person there doing their part and having fun. But, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of bands lose sight of that. They do. do. what are you going to do? You see see too much of the good life. They get real fucking used to it. What else in your little paper? I'm feeling chatty. Let's see. Oh, I got one. Whatever happened... Happy, bl- happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you. Even though I texted you on your birthday. You did. Oh, good boy. Whatever happened to the people who bullied you in life? Do you know where any of them ended up? Yes. There was this kid who used to fuck me up on a daily basis. And he grew up in the neighborhood that I grew up in, which is actually the neighborhood I live in now. His name was Danny Nardo. <laughs> and, uh... He was like that one kid that was kept back two years, so he was always like two years older than everybody in the grade. And he went to every school I went to, and he would beat my fucking ass on a regular basis. I'm not talking about like push me over, slap me. I'm talking about like really fucking work me over. And it was him and this kid, Alexis Rivera, that were just constantly fucking me up. That's such a Delaware name. And, um,. So I mean, like I remember one time, my buddy Wayne, he lives down, he lived on the same street as me, but down like ten houses. Mm-hmm. Kiss your girlfriend. See you, sweetie. That was the weakest shit ever. It's her birthday. That's the only kiss you're gonna give her. He doesn't believe in celebrating my birthday after my birthday. You can't celebrate your birthday for four days. No, you can't. She's a girl, you dirtbag. Ellie, stay here, buddy. Yeah, come on over. Ellie, come here. But anyway. Danny Nardo, uh, he used to fuck with me, like, mm-hmm. constantly. And then there was this other... There was a girl in my neighborhood that used to fuck with me. Her name was Deborah Kajewski. That's, get a, this that's shit. a mouthful. Well, here's what Danny Nardo did. Danny Nardo used to... Uh, like I said, my, my buddy Wayne lived on the same street as me. We always went to the same schools. We, were in the, we went to daycare together. Like, I've known him since I was an infant. And we were over at Wayne's house one day, and Danny Nardo's outside with a noose yelling for Wayne to come out of his house because he's going to fucking kill him, right? This kid was fucking nuts. He tied a noose and everything? Yes, this kid a was full slip fucking knot? nuts. Yikes. Of course we didn't go out. You know, we locked Why the would fucking you? doors. Yeah. What are you going to do, we were challenge him? like 10, 11 at the time and shit like that. And this other girl, this Deborah Kajewski girl, I remember one day I got off the bus and she's like, yo, you're, bleep her name. I investigate the power. Little brother, right? And I was just like, uh, yeah. And she's like, he's like, tell your sister, I'm going to fuck her up next time I see her. So I went home and I was like, Deborah from up the street said she was going to fuck you up next time she sees you. She's like, oh, she said that shit? Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, she said she's going to fuck up next time you see you. And if you go up my street and make a right and five houses on the left is Deborah's house. My sister got walked out of our house, 
walked up the street, made that right, and the fourth out on the left, pulled her out of her house, and beat her retarded. <laughs> I'm talking like nice. shirt over the head, just fuck. I'm like, my sister didn't fight like a girl. Nice. She fucking destroyed her. She went hockey player on her ass. Here's the thing. My sister is a lot stronger and more fierce than me. So Deborah still fucked with me regardless. And I'd always go home and say, I investigate ghosts and goblins. I got it written down. Like she fucked with me and I investigate ghosts. <laughs> all right. And just go over there and just, and just fuck her up. But eventually I was like, all right, dude, you're a, you're a man now. You have hair in your dick. Stop it. But uh, her... Deborah Kajewski, uh, last I saw, she married this really small kid that looked like Bud Bundy from uh, Married Children. He's a really cool dude. His name's Derek Blomer. He was a fucking really sweet guy. He's a really <laughs> nice guy. And uh, she married him. I don't know if they had kids or not, but I don't know if they're still together. But that was like five or six years ago. And she had calmed down. I guess she got some dick in her and fucking just fucking... He calmed down a right good bit. Yeah. Now, Danny Nardo, who fucked with me up until, like, dude, I'm talking from elementary school to high school. This kid fucking would, Nightmare. would, would wail on me. Dead. Nice. But uh, <laughs> I ran into him after high school. Uh, I was down at the uh, charcoal pit over on, Cur the one I was on, Kirkwood Highway, mm -hmm. when it first opened. And he's like, oh, Dennis McGonagall, what's up, dude? I'm like. <laughs> Weren't you a piece of shit, my old and wife? I, and I was just kind of like, had my hands, I was like. What? He's like, what's up, man? I'm like, you used to fucking beat my ass every time you saw me on site, and now I'm supposed to be like, yo, what's up? He's like, yo, man, I was just fucking angry. My parents were beating on me. My, my parents were getting divorced. Always. You know? Always all this that shit. Kid. And he fucking laid out his situation to me. And he's like, can I buy you a beer, man? And I'm like, no, nah, I don't drink. Because at the time, I was, still, I was still edge. And I was like, and he's fucking laid it out for me. Apologized. And I was like, he's like, I can't apologize for Alexis, but yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I was in a bad way. And, you know, I'm trying to, you know, be a better person. I'm like, and then I was just like, okay. This, is at, right. this is at what age by, by uh, at this time? I was like 25, 26. Okay, so you're talking. So he was probably like 30. You're talking like eight years out of high school, pretty much. Yeah, he was probably like 30. I was yeah, definitely. probably mid to late. 20s. Well, your late 20s to early 30s is when your life really takes a big shift and you start taking account think, of the bullshit you did. I think his life was did. in shit. I think his life was shit from de from jump. Probably. And then just eventually he was just like, but it's like, so he, so he was fine. And they like, we ended up talking, talking it over. He told me about like what he was up to now at the time. He was like working like at a construction job as a laborer and shit like that. And I was kind of like, all right, man, you know, he came from shit. Yeah, it fucked me up, but you know, let it go. And then uh, about a year and a half later, I found out he hung himself. Mm. And I was just like, God damn. Like, like life caught up with him. I know I didn't mean to be such a downer on that question, but like... It's a bully. A lot of people are like, oh, he's a bully. Fuck him. Let him hang himself. But I'm like, now I'm just like, you know, he had his shit in his closet. You know, he had his problems. He didn't deal with it right. And it fucked me a lot. But you know what? I, 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 as corny as this sounds, I forgave him for it. How couldn't you? Yeah. Especially when you're faced with like a. Well, this is even before he killed himself. I forgave him for it, and then, and I actually was actually sad when he died. I was just like, God damn, man! I was like, fucking life beat him. It got him. And I'm like that sucks. But those are the two people I remember 
that like ridiculously bullied me. And there was this other kid, Tony Batista, another neighborhood kid. He used to fuck me up constantly. Because I was always a fat fuck, but I didn't really understand what being a large kid meant. And what I mean by that, I'll get to in a minute. This kid used to fucking... He used to fuck with kids, all the kids in the neighborhood. And he was just an asshole. Then one day, after fighting with my sister, getting in a fist fight with my sister, which I lost, um, I realized that I hit her really hard, and she was like, knocked the wind out of her. And I realized at that moment in time, that when you're really fat... You have a lot of weight to throw behind a punch. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, something unlocked in my head. And I was like, I'm not taking shit ever again. That ki- I ran into that kid at the, um, uh, the sh- ah! Leave that out, because I don't people know where I fucking live. But, uh, oh wait, no, it's Patreon. I don't care if fuck they know where I live. Um, so he's up at the, the neighborhood pool. And I see him, and he just starts into his shit again. And I just blasted him. Mm. right in his face, put him out. And his mom threatened to sue. That's something I'm just starting to get the concept of now is that you need mass mm-hmm. in order to be really strong because now, I'm, I'm hitting a plateau in my weightlifting, whatever. Now, here's the thing. My fighting prowess is this. If I can get the first two hits in, game over, right? If I hit those two punches and the person's still on their feet, it's curtains for me. Because <laughs> I'm still not fast. You got about 30 seconds before I'm you're... I'm still fast <sighs> as fuck. <sighs> or, yeah, they can just fucking work circles around me. Exactly. But if I can get those first two hits in, I'm cool. But after that, you know, it's fucking done. And that has led to my downfall many times. <laughs> I've got my ass kicked still plenty of times in my 20s, 30s, still. I don't fight anymore, no matter how the situation is. Because I'm just like... It's, not, it's just not yeah. going to happen. I stopped fighting at like 35. Yes, yeah, like, it's not going to happen. We're too old for that that's shit. That's a lie. I've punched people after my 30, after 35. <laughs> never more than that. No. Why? Well, what happened to your bullies? Well, there's... You're, were you always like a fucking lunky, like gigantic, no. tall piece of shit? No. I have an uh, I have a, um, an early summer birthday. So I was, um, I was always the young kid in and school. So was I. I'm a June. So... I'm middle of July or late July. Yeah. So the dead middle of summer. So I graduated high school at 17. I didn't hit puberty until after high school. Really puberty. Puberty started for me senior year of high school. Mm. So my whole life, like uh, spe- middle and high school specifically was just fucking. You were a pipsqueak. It was. Yes. I had a girl. I had a little girl voice. Uh, Aww. like it's no, quite cute though. No cheekbones, like sm- like smooth faced fucking. You're probably adorable. I guess so, but, um, like, I couldn't, like, no matter how hard I tried to, like, fit in and, like, like, associate with people and, like, other friend groups, it just couldn't happen. Right. Because people would be too busy laughing at me or just, like, picking on me. And so, I, for a lot of the time, I didn't have a, a specific bully. I have two in mind, but... It would just mostly be like the like I went to middle school in Hocassin at HB, and I, I went, went to, to kindergarten there. I went to high school at AI, which was a, mil, a mixing pot of kids from Wilmington, and like we ride the city bus to Greenville. Or that's my mommy's older, all my mater, mine too, and my sister. Or it would be kids from Tallyville, Greenville, like Tower Hill Pussies. area, rich faggots. Yes. 
or or from Thomas. from Hokessen. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what they were to me at that time and still are. So fuck them. <laughs> so it would just be rich kids who got everything they wanted and just be mean to anybody who with like lesser than them. But in particular, my my uh, my one bully, like I I talked about it on the main feed on the anniversary episode. Listen to that. I mean, if you're a patron, I'm sure you probably have yeah. by now, but just listen to it again. I don't know. Talking to you, Alex Gibbs. I don't know why I singled him out. I just felt like it. Hey, Marty Shea, run it back. <laughs> listen to it again. Fucking, his name was... Ah! He's the kid who lived with his aunt and uncle because uh, because he was such a piece of shit and his, his mom couldn't look after him. Now I remember the story you told. His mom was like a, like a curly-headed redhead. Ooh. Who used to beat the shit out of him. Mm. So, he had mommy issues his whole life. A, a, guy with, a, a guy with mommy issues and a dad who ran out early on in life. His dad was an amateur MMA fighter slash boxer in the 90s. So, he was a real psychopath. Yeah. And the early 2000s too. He moved to Colorado and became a fucking contractor or some shit. His name was... I investigate ghosts. <laughs> I'll, bl- I'll bleep it out, too. I know it's Patreon, but whatever. I only met his dad, like, once. And it was to watch UFC fights in his uncle's basement with, with me, him, and all of our friends. And as soon as the fights were over, he goes, All right, I'm out. And he just left and went to Colorado and didn't say another word. <laughs> That's 100% true. But, he, like, he... Boss flex, though. He, in particular, when we would hang out one-on-one, we would just be regular, like, friends because my circle of friends was... Oh, uh, he's one of those bags? My my uh. circle of friends was two brothers, Jake, James... I investigate ghosts and goblins! And, my, and uh, that's it. So, five pe- like, five or six people, tops. So, when it was just me and him, we're, we're best friends. I would go to his house almost every single weekend throughout high school because I didn't want to be at home. Or, like, they had air conditioning, we didn't. And, like, <laughs> simple things, you know? But whenever we'd be in our friend group, he would just, like, I would be the butt of every joke. Uh, I would get I would get pushed down because I was little. Yeah. And just, like, shit like that. And it wasn't until later in life when all of us found that UFC shit, like, my, my best friend, like, two of my best, specifically my best friend in life, Mikey Leg, shout out to him. Him and his brother Rich. His last name is Leg. L e g g. There's three of them. Is there is Ryan? One it's, of them? No, it's a it's oh. it's it's Mikey, Richie, and Andy is the oldest one. Oh, I know a kid named Ryan Leg. I think that's a cousin. To mm. be to be frank. Frank Le- Leg. <laughs> uh, Don. Proceed. 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 Don is the dad. But yeah. any, anyway, anyway, they found martial arts training at this school in Willow Run. Uh, Tiger Shulman. Uh, uh, it, oh. It was uh, modern V-Jitsu or something. But we all started training together and started learning how to fight, like actually fight, back then. Yeah. I was already a black belt in karate at that time, but I was right. small and weak, so who, like, yeah. I can throw them, I can throw a perfect punch, but if it's not strong, it doesn't really matter, does it? I was it? a karate boy too, buddy. Nice. Kenpo. I was Kenpo as well. Yeah. I have my American belt. American Karate Studios? Uh, karate USA. Uh, I was American actually. Karate Studios. But so, I was also fat, so like it doesn't count. So well, anyway, by the time, like I started to realize, like it was after high school, I was drinking heavily at this time, 
And I investigate ghosts. Had a car, and he was also a pussy hound, like to the nth degree. Shout out Justin. But like, it was detrimental to the, our our friends group at at some times because we like he could be chasing after a girl, and we make friends with all their friends, and then he does that girl dirty. And gets the whole friend group blacklisted, and right, nobody nobody right, wants right, to hang right, out right, with right. us because he's got a reputation. Yeah, because he's one of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, it was it was after that. It was right before I stopped drinking. The last time I ever drank, I was hanging out with him, and uh, just like we eventually, I was like, I I started getting more into music. I went to my first show when I was like sixteen, but Dang. I'm I'm nineteen at this time, and I was like. This fucking friend group is not great. <laughs> like my other, like my friends, my other friends I grew up with were all working full time and like. You're lucky. It took me till I was in my mid twenties to realize that shit. <laughs> like they're starting their lives and shit, but this one is just a fucking pussy hound, and all he wants to do is go drink and like go chase girls, which is fine. Go chase girls if you want yeah. to, but not like just don't do fucked up shit to people and then. Like, jump around to, like, different places where people don't know you. This is also before social media really took over. So, it was hard to maintain a bad relation, uh, bad reputation like that. But he somehow did it. So, he was fucked up to me, like, most of most of my what formative years. What would he years. do to you, besides just make fun of you? Oh, like, like, just, like, beat me up and shit. So, what happened to him? Uh, he became a personal trainer, and he uh, streams video games on Twitch these days. Fuck yeah. And doesn't hang out with any of us. Like, everyone else from my childhood friend group still keeps in touch. Still know, Like, we still know our, our goings-on. We got together last Thanksgiving. Probably we'll do it again this year. Right. Everyone except for him, because everybody came to the collective, collective decision that he was just the bad one. Like, do the you, bad apple. Do you think he knows that? And that's why he doesn't reach out to anybody? I would like to think so, but I just don't know. For and he's sure. probably like, you know what? When I was a kid, I was a fucking ass to those people. I wonder. Because, the, like, it's literally a 50-50 shot. He could have come to that realization, or he could have just leaned into being a piece of shit. And I, could be like, nah, fuck it. I, I don't regret anything. Because I know, because what happens with a lot of kids who get bullied, and like I said, I've been bullied my entire life, is that... You also become a bully because you're tired of being a victim. Hurt people hurt people. Yes. And shit. So there's a lot of people that I know I was a total shit back to. And I'm not talking even in my teenage years. I'm talking like in my 20s. Like I was fighting, fucking with people, and just like being a total fucking dickhead. And I know it was fucked up. And nowadays like I run into these people and most of them honestly have been forgiving about it. And I'll normally, if, if I remember specific situations, I'll be like, hey, man, I was a cunt. I'm sorry, man. It's like, there's no excuse for me. I'm sorry. You know, and I'm a different guy now in my 40s than yeah. I was in my 20s. But, sure yeah. hope so. Fuck. So maybe that's like his thing? I don't know. I, I don't really care to find out either. No? Because he was just fucking, he was just nasty to people. Except for uh, the, the Leg Brothers because he knew for a fact... Like he was, he was training with us too. He was bigger. He knew that they would fuck him up. He was bigger than all of us, muscular wise. But 
he knew they would fuck him up in a fight. Yeah. Muscles aren't always everything. No. Both of the Leg Brothers were very accomplished in the amateur, like, Delaware yeah. uh, uh, f- uh, mixed martial arts scene. In fact, Richie was a Golden Gloves uh, first eight fights champ for a little bit in nice. boxing. Shout out Richie, dude. Good job, buddy. He lives in he lives in Texas now, and he's very successful. So and fuck him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Rich rules. Now, what but was the other guy? The other guy was just a kid who... This this kind of shit just happens when you ride the city bus, like me and my 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 childhood. Uh, you talk about Dart? No, no. Uh, the 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 yellow school bus from where uh, we okay, live okay, okay. I got through you. I got you. like all through Wilmington, yeah. all the way up to Greenville for school every day. So uh, I give you that, man. The fucking AI bus is wild. So I was a McCain boy. Same thing, kind of. So I'm only like fucking. I'm like, what, three You're, miles from my high school? I'm in your feeder pattern. I would have been at McCain if I didn't so what, choice into AI. What am I, three miles from that school? Tops? Gotta be. Yeah, so... You could, in theory, walk there. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but uh, my one of my friends who I'm, I just talked to at work today, my buddy Jake, who I grew up with, he had, like, he had something going on with this kid named Tyrone uh, on the bus back then. And Tyrone didn't know me from a hole in the wall, but Tyrone was also a bit of a wimp because he had beef with Jake, but all he knew is that me and Jake sat together or sat next to each other on the bus all the time. Mm. And Tyrone had his cousin, Anthony, come on the bus a couple times. Your friend was Jake, right? Yes. Were you more vulnerable looking than Jake? I think we were about the same. Okay. Because at this, uh, I had to be a sophomore. I was, I was a, I was a soft, I was a junior, and Jake was a sophomore at this time because Jake was still small. He was starting puberty because he's Italian. He was hairy, but he wasn't big or developed if he's yet. He's Italian. You start a puberty at ten. <laughs> he had he had more armpit hair than all of us combined way back then. But I, I was that guy. I I digress. Tyrone like had a disagreement with Jake. And he and Tyrone had his cousin Anthony come on the bus a couple times because he would come to school, gather a group of kids, and they would just leave school and go back to Wilmington and just smoke weed and, like, be cool. That's what's up. So one day, Jake's not on the bus, but Anthony and Tyrone are. Or no, no, no. Jake was on the bus because he witnessed this. Like, uh, they were yelling shit from a couple seats behind us at us and Jake was turning around and I was turning around and Jake would be like, just ignore it. Like, just don't worry about it. And then Anthony, the cousin, came up in the seat behind us and Tyrone goes, yo, bring the rain. And uh, uh, Jake was in the seat across from me. I was by myself. Anthony beats the fuck out of me. Like, he snuck me from behind and hit me right like on my cheekbone first punch and then like I started to duck and I was like get the fuck I was like get the fuck off of me man what are you doing get the fuck off of me what does bring the rain mean I guess it means like rain punches down or Beat something up that guy yeah okay so he ba- he basically gave him the cue and he started teeing off on me obviously having the wrong guy because I'm not Jake but after that like the whole bus is dead silent by now everyone's just mm-hmm. watching it happen so they run to the back of the bus and they pull that lever and they, they open the door and jump off and run off the bus. And 
ran off into the sunset or whatever. And this was on the way to school. Oh Jesus Christ! They didn't think that through. No. So I had to go. To, I had to go to school, collect myself, and Jake like, like Jake talked a big game. Like in in my defense, Jake talked a big game back then about like I'll fuck them up. I'll fuck them because we were starting to like train and stuff. He didn't do a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do a fucking thing. <laughs> he was scared. Like, but that Anthony kid, like back to him. I had to tell my parents about what happened later that day because I couldn't tell anybody at fucking school. I think I might have called my mom to pick me up and take me home or something, but my parent, my mom had to learn about this after the fact. So I told her, and my mom was fucking furious that right. this happened on the bus, and nobody did anything about it, not even the administrators at school. Okay. The administrators at school were I like... I will say bus drivers don't, they don't get paid enough to n- fucking get involved n- in that shit. No. But the administrators at the school were like, Anthony, Anthony Matos hasn't showed up for school in like 50 days or some shit. Like, we don't even know if he still wants to go here or nothing. So they didn't do shit. My what mom. What he doing on the bus? He, he, can't, he only came on the bus to, get ty- to go with Tyrone to beat up, in, in, in their minds, Jake, and then leave. I mean, you got to mark Gus's commitment. <laughs> I, I gotta say, yeah. yeah, like, I don't know that I would have done that for my friends back then, right? because <laughs> being a small pipsqueak, I was like, fuck it, dude. You were a twerp, dude. I was exactly yeah. a twerp. I may have been, I know for a fact I was like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, Jesus. And at my biggest, at my biggest in high school, I was 150 pounds. Jesus. I was so small I was back like three, then. I was like three Tom Aldersons back then. <laughs> Damn, but um, so my mom had to press charges, or like, and uh, I had to go to like family court for this kid, and I had to sit across from him in a courtroom, and they had to ask me like, like what happened, like how did you feel? I was like, and that just makes you feel like a punk. Yes, I felt like a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, scared. I didn't know why. And they were like, can you point to him? It's like him, fucking. That is that is up there with the worst feeling. Some of the worst feeling I've ever felt in my life yeah. was having to identify the defendant the or guy whatever. Who fucked you up, yeah. That's never. A, yeah, I I'm with you on that. I so actually what happened to him. I actually don't know what happened with charges or whatever because I was like. I was so beyond it. I was like, I don't want to like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to be here right now, let alone hear any of this shit. Just leave me out of it. But I have to think he like ended up like in jail or something like later down the line because he was fucked up. He was, he was like a, uh, you know, it's weird. He was a, he was a Puerto Rican kid with light colored eyes. What happens normally with those kids is one of two things. A, they end up in jail and things go bad for them. Two. They end up in the military, go to the military, come back, and make productive, like, members of society. It's fucking insane. As much as I'll make fun of the military, I gotta say, it's turned a lot of shitty kids straight. But it's true. I don't know that it happened to them. I, I gun to my head, I couldn't tell you what happened to him. But I have to assume he ended up either dead or in jail because he was doing hood rat shit back then. And his cousin, Tyrone, who was going to school this whole time, sometimes, he had a face tattoo back then. Jesus Christ. Like a teenager. 
Jesus. This is to 2000. This is 2007 or eight. 2008. A God high school. Damn. A high school kid. Think about that. A high school kid with a face tattoo. 15 years ago. What was it? I don't know. It was something. You know, it's funny. Like, I talk all this shit about my dad because he and I, we don't get along. All right? And it's not a fucking new story on this podcast. But he gave me one great bit of advice when it came to bullies when I was younger. When I say younger, I mean high school era. Mm -hmm. Um, He's like, look, hit him. I will always, if you hit them, back. Don't only do it as a, a reciprocation. Yes. He's like, I will back you 100% if you do that. And he's like, but look, you got to be prepared to take an ass whooping. But the more you hit them back and fight back, even if you take an ass whooping, they'll start to eventually learn that you're not a victim, mm-hmm. that you're not. You're not easy prey. And that you... And eventually they'll be like, you know what? There's other kids... That won't fight back also. And they'll move on. Exactly. I wish... Like, my dad told me something similar. Like, not not nearly to the degree of that. But he was like, if you're having a problem with a bully, go punch him in the mouth. Like, he would put it in... as, As any, like, boomer... Like, he doesn't know any better. He would put it in as plain as English as possible... And he'd be like, I don't care. I would do it. So go punch him in the fucking mouth if they're giving you problems. And but yeah. my problem with that was I was, A, the small kid my whole life. And I would either be like, I'm too weak to do any damage. And I would just, like, get fucked up. Or if I knew, like, to be a kid that did fight back, every time I fought back, i.e. with my one friend Justin, every time he would start picking on me and I would start fighting back, to try to not be bullied, I would get beat the fuck up. So I was like, rather than get beat up every single time, I just won't fight. I think one of the most... Va- it's, it's, it's kind of stupid, and it's kind of like Neanderthal, like looking back. But one of the best pieces of advice I was ge- I was ever given was learn to take an ass whooping. I wish I would have just up and did it. Because back then, too, we're just fucking... Hard pieces of jello. Yeah, the, you we like we could recover from an ass whooping in a day, in like, our youth. I have tons and tons of fight stories. I've been in a lot of fights in my life, but I don't ever play it off like I'm like this superhero, fuck everybody up, you know, Duke's up guy. I've got my thing. My record is fifty fifty, <laughs> right? But. A lot of like a lot of people that would fuck with me, and you'd fight them, and they would still beat me up. Eventually, they're like, you know what? Eh, I fucked that kid up, but I also chipped the tooth, you know. And they would just eventually leave you alone. But it's nothing you can do about it. And like, I forgive most of my childhood bullies, and like you know the te- my, my teenage years and shit. I think the only people I have trouble dealing with is people that have fucked with me from like twenty five to thirty forward those people i'm like i hold a grudge severely because i'm like you're not a teenager it's another it's a whole nother thing to be a grown-up piece of shit it's easy to forget someone who fucked you when they as well as you were a teenager right because you're like look when we're teenagers we're all fucked in the head we don't know what's going on in life we don't know what's coming down our brains are chaos at this time yes exactly and then it's easier to forgive them 
and especially if like it's 10 years later, it's like you're a different person than you were at 15, than you are 25, 35, whatever. But it's the people that fuck with me, that still fuck around with me now. I'm like, all right, now I know that you're old enough to know better about what you're doing in this situation. There's no excuse for it. And I will hold that grudge because now you're an adult. Mm -hmm. And you should be emotionally mature. Yeah, way old enough to know better. But I'm also, I am a grudge-holding bitch, though. Well, that's just too fucking yeah. bad. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, we this, got is, a, coming this is a great Patreon. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, uh, all 13 of you who are watching. Uh, we really appreciate it. Tell your friends. Here's to hopefully 14 of you soon. Repost the clips, you know? please. Please repost the clips. Repost a fucking clip. Yes. Uh, people have been doing that lately, I've noticed. I really, we, we. I love that shit. We immensely appreciate it. Even if it's not even on the internet. Even if you're just like, yo, look at, like, send to your boy. Or your girl on the take a all, screenshot of a video or something. Yeah, I don't just care. something like that. Just send it. We fucking appreciate. It. We love you. Hell yeah. Uh, what I'm gonna bring it up here. I want to do. Well, honestly, a lot of you that are patrons have been on the podcast. The ones of you that haven't, I want to do an episode main feed. Bring some of you on. So trying to hang out. You think that's a cool idea? Leave a comment or whatever, and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than that, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hit that intro music. Give it a dee 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 dee